That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, if you just heard that. We are at a Bob Seger concert. <laughs> we are back again for Outlaws and Gunslingers. We're the Mouth of Michiganders with Bang and Dang. This version is going to be all about the history of gambling in the Old West. Gambling in the Old West. We all know that was a dangerous... Dangerous. And sometimes days worth of fucking... You just there are poker games that like last 24 for, hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're going to take a little gander into the old uh, history of gambling in the West, how it came about, what kind of card games or what kind of games You think people at casinos are assholes when you're at the blackjack table? <laughs> Fuck. This ain't nothing. Well, I, I think it's pretty safe to say nowadays you don't have to worry about getting shot in the fucking face if you win well, a pot. Well. <laughs> uh, well. Well, we're not playing dice on the corner. Right. Well. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be all about gambling in the old wild west. Still, still sticking with the time frame, 1850 to 1922 or something around there. It was, what we say is like 1850 to well, 1920. We're going to go little early 1800s just from the beginning of gambling in the U.S. Right. And a little bit further from the... Tell a quick little history of the actual beginning of uh, the game poker, but yeah, right. we'll stick to the Wild West times. Yeah, um, no secret that gambling was a huge part of the Wild West. Whether you're small time gambler looking to get a few extra bucks or were a professional earning thousands of dollars a day, thousands. Everybody in the Old West gambled. Everybody did. Everybody. It's pretty much the case today, as is pretty much the case today. Poker ruled the gambling world. Wild Bill, Doc Holliday, Wyatt, Batmasterson, and many others preferred the game of poker. Many, many others. With other games such as Chuck-a-Luck, Three Card Money, High Dice, and the Old West favorite Pharaoh, there were many games to choose from. What we'll the fuck is Pharaoh? So I like to know. It's a card game, bro. Right. We will take a look. Well, it's a <laughs> version of poker. But everybody fucking loved it for some reason. It's like the modern day fucking uh, Texas Hold'em. Yeah, basically. We'll take a look at the most popular hobby and profession in this episode. So try your luck because we ain't bluffing. This is going to be a full house of fun, baby. Oh, no, that didn't. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, nobody really knows the origins of poker, but it is thought to come from the 16th century of uh, Persia, which is nowadays uh, what? Like, uh, Iraq. Iraq and all that shit. Uh, which they called as Nas. As Nas. It was 25 cards with five suits. With five rules. suits. What was the other suit? Right. With well, rules similar know. to today's five card stood. Some always say it was invented in China around 900 AD. That's, pretty, it, that's a pretty big gap. That's a huge gap. Uh, wherever it came from, though, it is just as popular today as it was back then. When it comes to poker in the United States of America, it, it was the first. It was the first popular. It was first popular in New Orleans when French settlers played a game called poke. Poke? Is it? I don't know. Poke? Uh, poke? 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 However French talk. In the early 1800s, Nylons became the center of gambling as everyone flocked to the region to place bets and to get Rich. Yeah, well, it was also the home to the first gambling casino in 1822 New by Orleans, a man huh? named John Davis. New Orleans. I wonder what that made him move fucking all that way to in the middle of a desert. How bad is New Orleans? Well, we'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Open 24 hours a day. This uh, first gambling casino in New Orleans had Pharaoh, 
poker, roulette, gourmet food, liquor, and, of course, plenty of ladies. Right. You know they had plenty of ladies. Sure. And when more people followed suit and made gambling dens in the prime... De- more people followed suit and made gambling dens the prime destination in New Orleans. I'm going down to New Orleans, a place to bet on a table of mine. Bow, 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 bow. The gambling industry, as well as New Orleans' status as an international port, made way to a new profession called the card sharper. Card sharper. Now they're called card sharks. <laughs> uh, gamblers gathered in the swamp, which was a waterfront area that even police officers were like, I don't give a fuck how much it, you pay it, me. It was it, it, it's chop. <laughs> if if you're gonna do what you if you're willing to fucking go down there and fucking set up shop, go ahead because I ain't. I ain't fucking around with all these fucking uh, right water outlaw assholes over there and waterfront areas. I don't I don't like those. It's crocodiles and all kinds of shit. <laughs> Even, <laughs> not crocodiles, but at least alligators because yeah, no such thing as crocodiles <laughs> yeah. in America. Not North America. <laughs> Uh, yeah, alligators and all that shit. I've been watching uh, a lot of Naked and Afraid, and it's always came in or crack. So, <sighs> even yeah. if you're lucky enough to win a hand or two, Ooh. you are liable to get your ass beat and mm-hmm. your money stolen from numerous of the thieves that waited around for this to happen. Yep. Uh, this is in the swamp, by the way. Right. So. In the swamp area. I mean, it's just ridiculous. That was like a whole nother profession. Here's what we do What's the game? Beat up whoever wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever gets to him first gets uh, 80%. Even though gambling was outlawed in the rest of the territory uh, in 19, 1811, ooh, just before the old war, uh, Nolens continued to operate gambling halls for more than 100 years. Mm. With law being passed, it was not strictly enforced, and casinos and gambling halls spread like wildfire. They fucking just fucking erupted. They're like, wait, we're not going to get in trouble? They're like, oh, well, the <laughs> owner will, but we won't. <laughs> right. Well, as goods began making their way up the river, so did gambling, as well as on, uh, as well as gambling going, them goods, <laughs> uh, gambling them goods, as well as west on the wagons and trains. Many of the first gambling dens outside of New Orleans were established on riverfront towns, with a lot of people headed for the new frontier. Sharpers preyed on people who had their life savings on them. Cheating was a big problem in gambling, with many companies obviously. manufacturing card cheating devices. Obviously, I mean, it's huh. obvious. Hmm. Even companies are like, we're going to fucking make these shit, and uh, we'll be outlaws. We're outlaw companies. Just support right. the outlaws. Right. Support outlaws. Right. Just think of the shit that's being made nowadays. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Who's singing a song? I'm digging it. I don't know. I think it's uh, fucking Ray Charles yeah. up in this bitch. Loves me some Ray Charles. Some Ray Charles up in this bitch, y'all. Loves me some Ray Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Considering themselves entrepreneurs... Professional gamblers were responsible for the gambling boom. Boom! The public often viewed these people with disdain mm. and considered them as contributing nothing. Nothing to society. They're like, Edith, do you look at that guy? Yeah, I got disdain for him. <laughs> disdain. They contribute nothing to society. Contrib- contribute nothing. What are they doing wrong? Society hates them. Why do they hate them? Because they're fucking professional cheaters. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, well, many of them 
Many of them. I hear many of them cheat to win. They, they cheat to win professionally. <laughs> <laughs> Most pros had outgoing personalities and dressed nice to attract people to play with them. Right. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody play with a fucking so, asshole that's dressed in right. rags. So you can call them entrepreneurs. You can call them entertainers. You can call them fucking. They're entertaining people, basically. It's like a fucking uh, theater for them. Right. Like it. I don't like this. It is a good song, though, from old Bob Dylan, finally. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. So they dress nice, and so people come and watch them fucking play and play with them. They relied on chance. Wait, I'm sorry, guys. This is not the good version of House of the Rising Sun. It's this one. It's got to be. No. No. Who's the band that covers House of the Rising Sun? Fucking, uh, Isn't it the Doors? House of the Rising Sun? No, it's Credence. Is it? I think so. I don't know. Well, we're going to switch over to Riverboat Gambler by... I don't uh, know. I wish Rev was here to tell us this. I know, right? <laughs> by uh, Carly Simon. So, all right, do your thing, Carly. All right, do my thing, dang. Uh, they relied <laughs> on chance. Yes. Skill. Yep. And, of course, their shooting abilities. Of course they were. They're like, well... There's a good chance I might win, and plus I'm pretty damn good at it. But you know what's best of all? There's also a good chance that somebody might get pissed at me and try to pull out their six-shooter. I'm the fastest gun in the West. Well, we're in deep south. Well, I'm I'm fucked. (laughs) Well, we're a little bit west of south, so. Deep south. I'm from the deep south. (laughs) the deep south. Dirty south, motherfuckers. (laughs) I want to be a baller. At ATL, baby. Right. But 1830s, though, gamblers were blamed for any and all crimes, Ooh. just like white people today, that took place <laughs> in the area. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Citizens were going angry. We're going angry. <laughs> they're, they're, they're going angry. You're going crazy. No, I'm going angry. <laughs> oh, no. You hear that? He's going angry. <laughs> Citizens were getting angry and wary of the gamblers that were multiplying in their towns. Well, in uh, instance, for instance, in Vicksburg, Mississippi, the citizens were so fed up that by 1835, yes. five, five card sharps were hanged by a vigilante. Oh, group. shit. Because of this, many gamblers turned to riverboats, benefiting right. from not staying in the same place. They didn't want to get long. hung. They said, fuck it. If I'm going to die, I'd rather drown. That and I just won't. I, I'm not gonna be on the boat with the same people all the time. Are you allowed to have weapons on boats? Of course you are. This is a fucking 1835. Well, after Civil War, when America was pushing west, the gamblers went with them. They're like, "Fuck this! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with these guys." The rough and tumble lifestyle of the pioneers paired perfectly with the risky business of gambling. It was not long after every saloon in the mining towns had a poker table, and was filled with prospectors, lawmen. Cowboys, outlaws, and everyone in between looking to get their dollars. Of course they were, man. People, I mean, that's gambling. No, you already know people. Follow the money. Fucking, uh, Show me the money. Shit. Fucking Jerry fucking said it best. Jerry did. Well, it wasn't him. It was the other guy, wasn't it? It was McGuire. Well, he's told him that he was say it. Show me, Show the, me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the guy that played? Rod. Uh, Cuba Gooden. Cuba Gooden. Yeah. Rod. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Rod something. Yeah. Uh, during the gold rush of 1849, gambling halls began popping up all over Northern California. With these gambling halls also came musicians and pretty women. Dance halls began popping up as a result just as fast in all of the saloons. 
Although these establishments had games, their primary sell was dancing. The price of dance was about 75 cents to a dollar, with the hall and the dance hall girls splitting the money. After the dance was over, the girls would lead the men to the bar, where they earned extra commission for every drink sold. Oh, no shit. They're like, hi, baby. After all that dancing, why don't you just go over to the bar and order yourself a whiskey? They probably flirt with them all night long after that. Of course. dude. Fuck yeah. Of course. Nice. Owen fucking Swergeon's a genius. <laughs> if you were a popular girl in one of these dance halls, you would average around 50 dances a night at, uh, what was it? A 75. Dollar. But they only get, they got split. Half of that. So about 25 f- bucks a night. That's not bad in, uh, in those days. Right. It's a lot. Plus uh, commission on drinks. So. Wow. The dancing girls made so much money that it was rare for any of them to resort to prostitution. Hmm. In fact... However, however, I know I should no. put that right. <laughs> Many prostitutes left that life to be a dance hall girl because they knew they would make more money and not get their asses beat and not get and, dicks in their ass. Right. You know, so. I mean, so much. And plus, you know, I don't have to be fucking. The <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers didn't even take showers and shit. Uh, gross. As the gold rush continued to attract people, San Francisco replaced New Orleans as the gambling epicenter of the yeah, United States. I get it. Over 100 saloons and brothels spread across San Francisco waiting for the new arrivals. Nice. Pharaoh was the the people's most popular Can game you imagine of choice. That? Can you imagine that? Just sitting there in fucking San Francisco. You got all these fucking places built, and they're like, they're like, you're like a week away, guys. Like, We're going to get And then everybody just comes. It's like the... The airport scene Crazy. and fucking uh, right. Home Alone, where they're right. all running Everybody's to get running. them to play, and right. everybody's running to the feral tables right. and shit. <laughs> well, feral was the most popular game from the people, followed by brag, three card monte, and many dice games. Gambling halls took money from everyone, including Hispanics, blacks, Chinese, and even women. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Some of the more popular women gamblers were Calamity Jane, right. Poker Alice, Poker Alice, fitting name, yeah. and uh, Madame Mustache. Who actually became a uh, way remember, famous fucking brothel need, owner? Yeah, you as need well. to remember these names. Oh, they'll be there. Poker there. Alice and Madame Mustache. They're there. Madame Mustache. Madame Mustache. Well, before long, many boom towns became more popular for their gunfighter gunfights over card games than they did for their gold and silver. Gunfighters honed their shooting skills along with their gambling skills. They operated by the gambler's code: shoot first. Ask questions later or not at all. Uh, not at all. And just walk out with a fucking pot. Right. With gambling and liquor became violence. Drunk miners and cowboys would shoot up the saloons. And most times the winner of the pot. Shoot up the saloons. And most times the winner of the pot because they were so angry that they lost. Here's a wild story for you. Get it wild. Even right. Wild Bill Hickok, who's mostly known for his heroics and prowess with a six-shooter, took advantage of these abilities when faced with a loss in Deadwood. So it wasn't even, you didn't want to win. You won that Un- pot. Unless you were a fucking unless, Wild Bill Hickok. Unless you are a Wild Bill. <laughs> uh, well, shortly before midnight, after a night of drinking and gambling, Hickok was playing a two-handed game with a man named McDonald when the stakes begin to increase with every card dealt. So, shit. They're getting more drunk, taking shots, and fucking, all right, this pot's worth, uh, every hand's worth a dollar. Now, now two dollars. Right. Now three dollars. Wow. What a great song, by the way, guys. If you can hear this. Yeah, this is fantastic. Uh. When the hand was complete and the middle of the table piled high with money, McDonald showed his hand, displaying three jacks. Uh-oh. Well, to this, Hickok responded, I have a full house, aces over sixes. Oh, shit. And then threw his hand face down upon the table. Uh, 
However, however, when McDonald picked up Hickok's hand, he exclaimed, I see only two aces and one six. Uh-oh. Wasted no time while Bill drew a six-shooter with his right hand and replied, here's my other six. <laughs> oh. Then he flashed a uh, Bowie knife with his left hand stating, and here's one, my one spot. <laughs> here's nice. my one spot, bitch. Uh, McDonald uh, immediately backed down saying, coolie, coolie, dude. Coolie it. <laughs> Coolie it. Coolie it. <laughs> that hand is good. Take the pot. Oh. Uh, well, Bill knew. He's like, here's, here's my fucking other six and my other ace, bitch. You got something for me? No, I didn't think so. Sit the fuck down, McDonald. By the end of the 19th century, gambling was everywhere. 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 States and cities began taking advantage of the boom. Of course they did. And began taxing gambling halls and raising money for their communities. Oh, it's Okay. Sort of like, we're going to make you, uh, we're going to make it good because we're raising money for the communities. Right. Towards the end of the 1800s, many states enacting new laws against gambling. Started acting, enacting new laws against gambling. These new laws, more often than not, targeted the professional gamblers rather than the halls themselves, though. Some types of gambling was illegal and limits placed on others. Anti-gaming laws were weak and difficult to enforce, plus establishments introduced new variants to games to avoid penalties, which were usually light anyway. Shit was making too much money, man. Had of course to, it was. It had to get corporized. It had to get fucking corporized, man. Everything does. Fucking incorporated. Ink. Gotta put that ink on ya. Ink. Eventually the law stiffened up so much stiffened up. that Nevada, of all places, was the first to outright ban gambling in 1909. Hmm. Other cities followed suit quickly afterwards. To the worst of everyone's fear, gangsters combined gambling and liquor sales in cities like New York, Chicago, Detroit during the 1920s. By 1931, Nevada relaxed its gambling laws and casinos once again began to flourish. Flourish. In 1939, there were six casinos and 16 saloons in Vegas. As automobiles became more popular and people began to travel, uh, Las Vegas started to transform into the gambling mecca. Mecca. We all know to this very day. That's true, man. Over the years, poker has evolved through legitimate it's casinos. How many blocks is Las Vegas race, base, really? Like six? Well, ten, maybe? The main strip. Maybe ten? The main strip. Right. But Las Vegas is no bigger than Saginaw, probably. But the main strip is like maybe six, ten blocks. Well, there's an old strip and a main strip now. But just like this packed full of fucking Fuck, just yeah. ridiculous amount of fucking shit to do. It's crazy. Millions of dollars being made and took... <laughs> Over the years, poker has evolved through legitimate casinos and backroom games to its many present variations. Over the last decade, several states have reintroduced gambling in right. limited, limited formats, and the fastest-growing gambling opportunity today isn't even doesn't even require you to leave your home. You just log into your fucking computer and yep. then uh, put some bets in. Carefully regulated by gaming laws, poker is now the most popular card game in the world. Card game in the world, and we see ever since the restrictions... Uh, cities like Detroit it helped those get somewhat back to a status of fucking respectfulness because now we got the MGM Detroit there and you got fucking uh, you got Motor City Casino. Motor City Casino. You got fucking. So, plus that made way for the new arenas in downtown Detroit with the Little Caesars Arena. And you get the Pistons coming back to the city. And look, man, look what gambling does. That's all because of. Seriously, all because well, of... You got a reason to people go, for, to people to go there. A nightlife. Fucking, uh, 
Yeah, that was pretty much your history of gambling in the Old West, man. And uh, poker was fucking uh, everybody's game of choice back then, and it's everybody's game of choice now. Right. It is a fun game if you have the loot or if you're just willing to play for beans. It is. So, yeah, we just thought we'd give you a little fucking uh, insight into gambling. Um, That was AJ's Holmes. I know that we, yeah, we did H.H. Holmes last week, and then we had the whole Wide Earp four-part, so. Oh, Wide Earp. Kind of, uh, after that big epic four-parter, I figure fucking lay it out for a couple weeks, a little low, and then we'll get into something big again. We don't want to go big uh, right after going big, you know? Right. So, yeah, go fucking, uh, if you haven't heard the Wide Earp, go check out one through four, parts one through four on uh, all that shit. H.H. Holmes was last week. You're going to hear some epic fucking uh, Monday Night Watch Along coming up uh, this Monday. If you guys are listening to this on the day that this releases, we got Roddy Piper versus Hawk Hogan. Yes, that match is finally here. We're headed into 1997, Wait, that's folks. this one coming up? That they're... Okay. We're heading into 1997, folks. Yeah. One of the best times ever in wrestling. So 19, we got that yeah. going for us. You Looking can find good. all that, including Bang and Dang Debate, including... This weekend, music history, classic rock history, whatever you want to call it, Monday Night Watch Along, and of course, Outlaws and Gunslingers, MouthyMichiganders.podbean.com for Outlaws and Gunslingers. We are the Mouthy Michiganders with Bang Dang! On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler, we were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bummed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what Throw away Knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner And every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for Is to die in your sleep And when he finished speaking He turned back toward the window Crushed out his cigarette Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler, he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them 
know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. You got to know when to hold them. When to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. You got to know when to hold 'em, know when to fold 'em, know when to walk away. 